time to discover that my parents, Joan and Bill Maldonado, could divorce as easily as they had married. My parents knew nearly nothing about taking care of babies. They were still teenagers themselves. My earliest memories of my mother are of a woman with an unbridled spirit, a young, carefree, gentlewoman who had difficulty assuming responsibility for the two children she had created. By the time I turned six, she had remarried my stepfather, who was a good 30 years older than my mother. He had a beautiful house in the Hollywood Hills that we all settled into. Cy Gaius was a decent, caring man who took over the reins of our care and development. He had children of his own, but welcomed Willie and me into his family. At the same time, my mother decided to return to school and enrolled at UCLA, majoring in philosophy and French. She used her studies as an excuse to travel, and before long was gone more than she was around. Although our stepfather tried to enforce a strict set of house rules, I began to rebel. My stepfather had a hard time getting me to go to school. About the time I turned 13, I was drinking, doing drugs, first marijuana, then whatever else I could get my hands on. No one could tell me anything. I was wild, stubborn, and determined to live life on my own terms. Just after I turned 16, I left home, moving in with my older girlfriend, who lived in a guest house at the top of Woodrow Wilson Drive, just off of Mulholland. My mother and stepfather were splitting up, and my brother Willie decided to stay with Cy. He respected the authority my stepfather imposed, and as a result, grew from a good kid into a wonderful and talented adult. I selected a different route. After burning out on what was going on in Los Angeles, I sold some things and scraped up enough money to buy a plane ticket to New York. I fell in love with New York City as soon as I arrived. Every day was a new adventure, and each adventure found me meeting new people. All of them seemed eager to take me to nightclubs and show me the private back rooms where drugs flowed freely. One thing is guaranteed about any Manhattan adventure. If you're young, attractive, and available... There's always going to be someone waiting just for you. That was the case with Johnny Calvani. Johnny was Italian, rich, and well-connected. We became close friends. In my own mind, I was becoming a big shot, and my world was only about to get more exclusive and the treatment more royal. Ednan Khashoggi, the international arms merchant, saw me having dinner one night with a group of my friends at Mr. Chow's and sent over a bottle of wine to the table. We smiled our thanks in his direction, and he must have liked what he saw because the bottle of wine was followed by an invitation to a dinner party several nights later at his condominium in the Olympic Towers. It was an enormous place filled with expensive furniture, plush oriental carpets, crystal and brass chandeliers, and some of the most attractive people in New York. I felt like a princess being included in this crowd. As the weeks went by, I maneuvered myself into the center of Khashoggi's circle. I was invited back with regularity, and anything I wanted was provided, including clothing, jewelry, and drugs. I flew in Khashoggi's private jet anywhere in the world I wanted. I always knew that one day there would be a price to pay. I invited four of my girlfriends from Los Angeles to join me on a shopping spree in Paris, Afterwards, my friends and I got back on Khashoggi's jet and headed for Las Palmas, his compound in Spain. The first night there, we all dressed for dinner in our newly acquired Dior gowns. Each one of us discovered a ring with a smallish ruby in it on our dinner plates. 
I remember wondering if Khashoggi kept a box full of these rings somewhere in the house. My girlfriends were over the moon at the attention that was being paid to them. Their excitement wasn't lost on Khashoggi, who pointed toward one of my friends as we danced and said, I like that one. When he added, have her come to my room later tonight, I knew the time to pay had come. As the evening continued, the room seemed to close in on me. When I told my friend of Khashoggi's request, she was repelled at the thought of spending the night in his bed. Khashoggi was now my problem. I went around the room to see if there were any volunteers. None of my girlfriends came forward. Khashoggi had been good to me, and I didn't want to offend him, so I went to his room and told him I wanted to be with him myself. Khashoggi was replaced by other men and other excesses. My life was blurred images, wild nights, and occasional overdoses that I would conveniently erase from memory. I knew I was spinning out of control and needed...